It's episode 116 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the creator of Madi Soul's blog, Madi Soul Ramirez. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I've been a fan of yours, I mean, since I started following you, since I learned about you. And uh, I just love everything that you stand for, because specifically when you go to your blog's website, it highlights lifestyle, cocktails and adventure. Who yeah, doesn't love to learn all about that? I'm telling you, that's how I was like, you, you nailed it like perfectly. I just enjoy your blog so much. I enjoy your post so much. I wish I had won that giveaway that closed today. Thanks for doing that. Oh, it was so good, right? Yes. So what was the inspiration behind that giveaway? It's really girls supporting girls. First of all, thank you for having me on. Absolutely. And mutually fangirling here. I um, really enjoy your podcast, so I'm so excited to be here. Uh, my cousin is the party chic. Okay. And she had just finished like doing a little photo shoot with all the girls that we tagged on there. And she's new to the social media life. And it's very much a thing I've done for a long time. Mm -hmm. I was like, girl, don't throw that stuff away. She was trying to sit there and like feed me tons of cake. And I was like, no. <laughs> or stop. yes. I already had three slices. I, I still have a slice in my kitchen. Um, so after that, I was like, you should just back box it all up and do a giveaway. And she's like, I know, but I have like 200 followers. And I was like, we all start at 200 followers. And I was like, let's do this. I'll do a giveaway. We'll do it on mine and then like help you get some followers and some notice and somebody out there get some really tasty treats. That was so why not? Yeah, that brilliant idea. And I couldn't agree with you more about the fact that, yeah, you literally start with just about no one looking at your content. And then it oftentimes has to do with collaboration that uh, expands your following. So what an yeah. excellent idea. So you weren't me? born in Corpus Christi. Tell me about no, this. I was, I was born in McAllen. Uh, by accident, because my mom decided she was going to take one last trip to visit her family in Corpus Christi. Uh, well, she was still living in Mexico with my dad. And mm. then here I am. <laughs> uh, she loves this story because she was in labor for three days. Wow. Yeah, the look on your face says everything right now. Girl, I was in labor for a few <laughs> hours. I can't imagine three days. She wanted to do it all holistic and hippie and which is so unlike my mom now probably why <laughs> but <laughs> that was it she was like I just want tea and nothing and all natural and then after three days she's like take me to the hospital we're getting this done now um and then I was born in McAllen and I lived in San Luis Potosí until I was 10 but and then we moved here so my mom could be closer to family and I can have different opportunities I think she just wanted to see if I was really paying attention in English class, which I wasn't. <laughs> I really wasn't. I got here and I was like, potato, apple. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So what What was it like growing up in Mexico for you? Oh, I loved it. So I went to private school in Mexico, which was very much like your nuns and the schoolgirl uniforms and... They were very big into, like, the religious aspect, which my mom has always been very liberal. So it was a weird, I got some cer cer certain, like, 
lifestyle and rules and guidelines that were great for my formative years, but my mom has been so progressive and the other aspects. So I got to see like all aspects of that. It was a very colonial and cultural town. They were very focused on art and history. And I loved living in the museums and seeing all those things. I got to go back like four years ago when my cousin got married and I was like, I want to go to every church, every museum. And honestly, at the end of it, they all started blurring in together, but it was so, it's so full of culture and fun. And the people were so loving. Everybody thinks of Mexico and they're like, Oh, it's scary. And I'm like, that kills no. me. Yeah. That kills I mean, me. It's scary. My family has a political side and the law enforcement side. So it's particularly scary for us in some aspects, but I had a blast. I never felt unsafe or uncomfortable. You just have to be mindful of your surroundings, but like you clutch to your purse in Vegas. Uh, well, that's <laughs> so. what I was going to say. I mean, the States are really not all that much better. Yeah. yeah I, I can't. Not everything going on. Yeah, and I mean, Mexico, and it's funny because I've seen more and more memes going around. Of course, memes, right? That's how we get our, our news, our information. But, I can't uh, have it any other way at this point. I'm with you, but oh, they'll show money. they'll show like Mexico in movies, and it's like dusty and like orange filtered and looking like really third world, and it's like Mexico in real life, and it's beautiful, and there's so many yeah. resources, and yeah. sir, hold on. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm glad that you were, you know, pointing it out that, yeah, people are just as nervous about losing something in Vegas than probably, you know, what people would assume they would be in Mexico. And do you think that the impression that was made on you growing up there has influenced you as an adult? So much. Like, uh, in the beginning, when we first moved to the States, it was before it was cool to be Hispanic and it was before it was cool to like do all these fun things and I sat there and I remember telling my mom like hey turn turn the radio down before you drop me off at school because you're blasting mariachi music oh but wow now, yeah and I went to pretty much a school where like kids would pick on me for that or because I had an accent and it's so weird now because I'm like I wish I had an accent because everybody's like, you, you you don't look Hispanic, you don't speak Hispanic, and they're like, oh, do you just hang out with, and I was like, no, I hang out with everybody. Like, my friends are a rainbow. Are you serious? You're still being told yeah. you don't look Hispanic? Yes, I get told that you don't look Hispanic, you don't sound Hispanic, do you only hang out with white people? And I'm like, no, I speak Spanish. I burst out into, like, half English, half Spanish. I speak Spanish at home with my mom, I, like, she doesn't speak fluent English so yeah no but it's you learn to really direct that at the person asking mm -hmm. and just say of course I speak like hang out with white people but I also hang out with Mexican people and black people and Indian people and so many aspects who do you hang out with and they're like oh so it, it's part of the turf we're growing we're getting there Taking steps forward, steps back. I love your attitude because when I hear this, I, I've been in South Texas my whole life, right? Corpus specifically. Yeah. And um, we've always been d a diverse group. And so to hear someone tell you, you don't look Hispanic in 2020, I can't. Like, are you like, it, ugh. 
I mean, I've gotten it in, like, it's weird to me. It's like, I've got it in places that I've worked at. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be saying that, but. <laughs> but like I said, you're handling it. No, no. You're handling it with so much grace. Like, so much grace. I, I've learned. So part of what I did is PR for a long time, or I've been PR trained. And you learn to answer the question you want to answer as opposed to the question being asked. I will try not to use that on you much. <laughs> no, please uh, do. Do it. I'm serious. Yeah. Like, work your magic on me. Work your Jedi mind powers. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it back there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anybody who's listening, I'm trying to coerce my child to go back in the room and watch mickey mouse clubhouse so i can have a conversation this is the the fun well, of doing it's online part of like this is life now right like yes. quarantine fun yes uh I, my best friends one of them has a three-year-old one of them has a four-year-old so it's fun for me i'm like oh i got to be the instigator and then walk away from it <laughs> <laughs> they hate me <laughs> i can imagine uh yeah. no it just it, it yeah, it just helps us, uh, you know, learn how to handle our our children, even whenever there are outside influences that uh, want them to do other things. Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> so you learned English fluently when you moved to Corpus, or did you move to Corpus straight from yeah. Mexico? How did that work? Yes, I moved to Corpus straight from Mexico. I actually moved here before my mom moved here uh, because I wanted to, my mom wanted me to start school year here. So it was, it's been me and my mom my whole life. My dad passed away when I was like really, really young. So we were, have always been attached at the hip. And it was the first time that I had been apart from my mom for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. Like I'd been away for like summers or vacationing with my grandparents. But this was, it, I mean, it extended oh. itself because it was right before 9-11. Oh no. And I'm sorry about your dad. Oh, it's okay. It's one of those weird things where, like, I didn't grow up with my dad, so I don't feel the loss unless you're, like, having a father-daughter dance. So it's always awkward. I'm like, yeah, my dad passed away. Let's move along because I don't want to acknowledge it. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I was like, away from my mom for an extended period of time, and I was not around children my age. So it was very weird. I think I talked to my mom about that. I went from having a super involved mom who was, like, PTA mom that I had to like get out of school. I'm like, mom, leave. Let me be with my friends. You're so, stop kissing me to like, hey, where's my mommy? Mm -hmm. You know. Even though I'm I was ten at the time, it's still not the same. And there was a language barrier. And then I was staying with my cousins and my aunts and my uncles. And yeah, I had a loving family who was all around me and wanted nothing but love. But it was still not my mom. Of course. And then 9-11 happened, and then it delayed everything that much further because, you know, to get visas, to get permits, to make, get everything going, everything was at a standstill, rightfully so, you know, but it just dragged the process along for me. Well, I mean, if there's anything I can say about you just based on that story, I mean, actually, since I've, I've uh, started this conversation with you, you're yeah. very strong, very independent, and just, you know what you need to do, but you're also a Virgo. So oh, I think those I tendencies. <laughs> I try to mom my own mom. It's so bad. She reminds me, she's like, I'm, I'm still the mom, and I'm like, do it my way my way's the right way we're gonna end up doing it my way i don't understand why we're taking this time to do it your way 
I can't help it. I love that, though. Uh, it sounds to me like y'all have a pretty tight relationship. It's gotten um, funny enough. I think I talked about this in a blog post when I got my carts read in New Orleans. I love this uh, post. It's very good. Yeah. When I got my carts read in New Orleans, the guy was just like, girl, you got to stop fighting with your mom. And I was like, what? He's like, you got to stop fighting with your mom. Like, you're, my mom's an Aries. And she's she has a temper. Dear Lord, does my entire family have a temper. It's in our blood. Like, we explode, and then we're happy, and it's all, all it's fine. You just got to release. Yeah. And, and then it's fine. But, like, when we butt heads, we butt heads. And it was a constant growing pain because I wanted to be independent, and she wanted to mom, but she wanted to be independent. And he's like... You got to stop fighting. You either embrace it, the fact that you're so different from each other, but at the same time, so much of the same, because, like, she, you're part of her, you know? she, You grew up around her, and learn to let go, or you're going to be doing this your whole life. And I was like, well, I don't want to freaking be fighting the whole time. So we've gotten super tight. I love that. I love, so, of course, that you were able to kind of resolve, you know, whatever it may be with, with your mom, but also mm-hmm. that your review of the tarot reading I thought was really neat because you had had an experience that wasn't good. Boring. It was really bad. And then for I you to thought, go, what? It was traumatizing. For sure. Cause I think it was just like all negative, terrible things, which they say is like warning sign number one through 10 that this person's not legit. That's not even fair. Like I went in there with my significant other and I remember like, when you're getting ready for like a big event and I was like, I have a ball gown on. I haven't had a fancy dress on since like prom and I'm wearing a mask and he's in a tux and we look so cute together. And when you're in a relationship, you don't see this like ending in a month. You're like, we're going to be together forever. Right. Right. So you sit there and you tell my significant other, you're going to be amazing. You're going to succeed. You're going to do all these things. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, at that point, I was dating someone who was not in the best part of their life. Mm-hmm. Like, he was definitely still struggling and getting there. And we all have that early age struggle. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, he's like, I was like, I have a job. I have this. I have that. So surely it can only be better from here, right? And she's like, you're never going to have children. You're, it was so personal. And I was like, but I want babies. So it was just a whole lot of things. And I was like, that's it. I'm never fucking doing that again. <laughs> yeah, who would? Oh, that's what I meant to tell you in the spiel. Nothing's off limits, like in terms of language. Okay, I mean, okay, no hate okay, speech, I but I know I don't have to tell you that. So yes, feel, yeah. c- cuss away. Got it. I'm so bad about it. It's one of those things where I have to like, when I'm doing blog posts, I have to like retake. And I was like, shit, stop saying things. Stop using the F word. <laughs> Not here, girl. Let it out. I will. I will. So, yeah, and going back to New Orleans and getting drunk for three days straight and then having, like, a great tarot reading was, like, I love those cathartic moments. I live for those, like, let's heal together. Yes. So, it was a- yes. Speaking of healing, your most recent blog post about yeah. what West Texas makes you think of, man, that, like, got me. It was so good. And, I mean, you had kind of alluded to it coming because of um, Mm -hmm. your uh, Instagram posts, but then to actually go in and read it and just your description, like that's one of the best pieces 
to me you've written and you're a very good writer but like, tell you. me the inspiration behind this post because wow and i and yeah. i really want to go to west texas now so you should yeah i have tips of the do's and the don'ts oh yes please. Um, yes so i was in a not so healthy relationship as relationships go and my Valentine's Day present, I guess a couple years back, was to go to West Texas. This is a trip I've always wanted to take. It honestly all started with Gossip Girl, which is like the least cool thing to say it. Not at but, all. Uh, Chuck and Blair forever. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, but after there was a Prada Marfa sign in Serena Vanderwoodson's house. And I was like, oh, that is such a cool art piece. You know, because we all wanted to be Serena Vanderwoods and obviously still trying to get there with the blonde hair. <laughs> it looks um, great. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then I looked it up and then I have a thing for cities that build on culture. So this is a retirement community for artists. And I love that. I'm a weird little artsy person. I love painting. I love drawing. It's how I get my emotions out. I have to write it, sing about it. You don't want me to hear me sing. I do. So, and I want to see your paintings and everything, too. No, my singing is tragic. I'm happy to show you my paintings. Uh, I'm the only one in my family who can't sing, and I'm super jealous of it. Ooh, I would be jealous about that. And I, I haven't I, heard I, you sing. I'll be the judge of whether or not you can sing. Girl. We'll do that off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> off the podcast. Okay. <laughs> but... So I've always wanted to be there, and uh, the significant other had, well, we now call him an insignificant other, just a term coined by my friends. I love it. Um, hat was like, oh, well, if you want really love West Texas, read uh, The Lonesome Dove. Read this. And then I got more information about it as our relationship built. And for Valentine's Day, he's like, you know what? Let's take a trip. And I was like, Yes, let's take a trip. So we went to West Texas, had a wonderful time and made some great memories. But looking back on those memories, you realize where the things were off. And maybe you took that phone call that you weren't supposed to take when you were outside. Yeah, that or... particular sentence was very pointed in a good yeah, way. Yeah, it, it was very much. And I didn't, my blog post wasn't about that. It wasn't about the hurt or the things because I had that. I went through that. I felt it. There's times, you know, when you're low and you had too much tequila where you relive that. I mean, I, all of 2019 is all I did was cry mm -hmm. over this man. You mm -hmm. know, like we're over it. We mm -hmm. moved on. We're pushing forward. Yes. And uh, I always talked about West Texas with my friends. And I was like, I want to go back and I want to have a different experience. And my mom was like, listen, you can look back on those memories and still have fond memories of this person. And realize that it's not attached to that. And I was like, I know. But this place was so much for me before that person that I want to relive it and do it on my own. Yes. And have my own moments. So that's what I did. My friends who went with me had no idea that I was, like, on my own soul-searching moment. But that was part of it. Because I didn't want them to sit there and, like, cater to muddy soul's needs like i wanted to go have a good time i wanted to go have fun and have it all flow naturally and if it had been a sucky trip then so be it you know my friends made it amazing we had so much fun i had a wonderful heart to heart with one of my girlfriends that was out there as like you oversaw the sun come down over the mountains it majestic loved it and i drove back 
this freaking eight-hour drive by myself. And throughout it, it was like, this was exactly what my soul needed. This is so rewarding. And I loved it. I mean, I cried on my way there. Because, like, it just so happened to be the right moment, right time, where, like, that song comes on on the radio, and then you just see, and then it's like, ah! Of course. And then that was it. Like, um, and I didn't go into the weekend thinking of, like, I'm going to redo everything uh, so I can do it better. It just happened to flow naturally that way. And somebody wrote me, they're like, oh, it sounds like you just went and wound up your your other trip. And I was like, well, like, this, it came out naturally. The blog post wasn't something that, like, I was, I didn't drive nine hours to have a blog post. I drove nine hours to have an experience it took the long way around mm-hmm. and to like see things you know and and it worked out naturally that now I have these great memories of these great places and I want to go back and do more fun stuff in West Texas with another set of friends so please come along right well uh, oh is that an invite to me because I'm all, yeah. uh, yes I will be oh, there no. you know it's interesting to me that that's what someone got from it what you said that that person responded to you with and I can't help feeling that when anybody gives you feedback like that, that is more from their perspective than from yours. And because all I saw or all I gleaned from reading it is that you're trying to like retell a story, you know, like you, like this is this chapter and now this is, this is a different chapter for me because I want my story. I want this to have an association in my life differently. And it was so beautiful. There's a part where you wrote that you were sitting on the side of a mountain with a, I think it's with tequila and just singing and just having like a great time. And like, I felt like I was there. Like you could tell. And that's the other thing. Like you can tell that this was a spiritual move for you because you, you, you were feeling everything that you were experiencing deeply because it translates mm-hmm. into the post. That's why I was like, this post is blowing my mind. It's so good. Yeah. And it really and is you rejoicing, which is what I love. It was. And with the one negative comment, I got so many people who I've never had like a deep conversation with reach out to me privately and say, hey, I needed this. Like you are, I was going through a rough time and this was a delightful moment to read. Like, you got through it. I can get through it, too. And I was like, yeah, that's what we're here for. Like, we're all human. We all freaking struggle. We all struggle differently. And trust me when I say, like, I was on the floor, a blobbering mess, thinking I don't know how I move forward from this relationship. I just blew my entire personal life up. I don't have a job. I don't have my relationship for the past four years has been for nothing. You literally are on a date the next day from when you asked me to step out of the shower and move out of the house. And now I am like, I'm a mess and I don't know which way is up. And my friends were like such an amazing support system. And they rallied and they said, you know what? We're going to fucking get through this together. And we sure as hell did. And now I feel so much better. I feel like I'm a new person. And that's kind of how the blog started. Yes. Like, it was, oh, yes. I love that this is a natural segue into this. Tell me oh, more. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, I was frustrated. I had left 
places where I was thriving and it just naturally ended and I wasn't happy anymore and I wanted a different job. I wanted something different. I wasn't happy in my relationship anymore. And after walking away from all of it, I'm like, what do I have to show? I mean, looking back now, I'm like, I had some great life experiences and this and that, but in that moment, and I just needed a place where I could like scream out into the void if that's what it is. Because at that point, I had talked to all my personal girlfriends. You know when you break up and you're having the same conversation over and over and over? Of like, yeah. I'm amazing. I don't understand why he doesn't love me. <laughs> yeah, how could he do that? But like, whatever, like, for sure. Uh, so it's like, I've already ran that down that course with them. And they already know the ins and outs of my relationship. They know how I went, uh, how my life is, how my family life is, how everything is. So let's talk about it in a way that I feel good talking about it, that is helpful to me, that is healing to me. And then let's talk about things that make me happy and excited, like traveling and adventure and cocktails. Yes. So it was a great opportunity to do that. I have built social media followings for brands and for places that I worked for for a long time. And I was like, well... Why do, why, why do I do this for other people where I could do it for myself? And when I helped influencers who are out there, like, earning income through their social media and by teaching them how to use hashtags and this and do that correctly, I'm like, well, I guess I could just apply that to me. And I already, like, somewhat rant <laughs> on – I did it on my Snapchat. It's like a close group of friends, and I'd go in there, and i just, like – tell it how it is and they're like can we please make this public we need to share this with people this is some good comedic relief whether it's from me like putting together a wedding and then like having to run into the bathroom to like cry my feelings out to like guys my desk caught on fire today like it was just random shit that would happen and they're like we need a place for this to go Granted, this is a very, my blog is a curated version of that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I can't tell it all. I still have my eight to five job. Mm -hmm. I'm still very much like an uptight. I work for a uh, financial institution. So I am very clean cut eight to five. And then afterwards, I cut loose. And that's what the blog is for. It's so so good. It's so good. And I love that you turned it into something, not only like a place for you to um, be your real self, but also to kind of be vulnerable in a way that your followers can relate to because there is so much vulnerability in sharing the kinds of things that you're sharing. And have you always been comfortable with that? No. I I mean, even when I posted that my last blog post, I sat there and I texted my closest friends and I was like, I don't know that I want to do this. And there's been plenty of posts that have been written and haven't been posted. Like, there's one about mental health. And we just, I, I just, I'm not there yet. I'm not saying it won't come later. But I'm just not ready to share that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. One, because we know the internet's a very judgy place. And for every 10 positive comments that you get, you get one bad one. And it's that bad one that sticks out. So it's just, I'm not ready to cross that. And also, there's talks about, like, dealing with people who have substance abuse problems. And I didn't feel comfortable sharing that because I don't want it to seem like I'm writing hate towards someone or 
making them feel vulnerable about something that they're maybe not ready to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I'm very cautious about that. I'm also very cautious about like my friends' kids being on my blog. I talk about being yakiki to my amazing friends who have their little ones, but it's a scary world out there. And because my followers are great and wonderful and safe and you, you still get that scary place sometimes uh, from like someone sending me a message like I see you at Starbucks, which if it was one of my girlfriends, I'm like, it's hilarious. You see me at Starbucks on my <laughs> shitty date. Can you tell we're awkward versus someone who's like, why are you not responding to me? I see you. You looked at your phone. I'm like, you're being a creep or you got to go. Really? Yes. It's so funny. So my, my brother, James, we have known each other for like 10 years and we're super tight. We're actually not related. And he's like, do, do I got to come down there at some point? And I was like, no, it's fine. People are really brave behind a keyboard. For sure. But if you turn around, you're like, hey, I see you. And they're like, oh, oh I'm just kidding. You're right. And it, it's part of the fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> again, right. again, your grace and perspective is fantastic. Cause I'd be like, you know what? Oh my that that's that blows my mind. That's actually something I was thinking about the other day is people having to deal with unwanted attention maybe or unwanted messages. Um, you know, just because you're putting yourself out there. But you seem to be comfortable with it. I mean, you're so good, like on social media and in your behind the bar cart series, which I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's part of the fun. Like there's definitely days where you feel really uncomfortable. So I think I had posted like on my Instagram stories, a picture of me like struggling through a plank. Like I, I'm a curvy girl. There, There's no hiding it, but I enjoy being outdoors. I enjoy working out when I get back into it, you know, like we all have, we ebb and flow with it. But somebody either, because, you know, it gives you the insights and it's like someone direct messaged your Instagram story to someone. And I was like, oh, why, why did you take the sweaty one of me doing a plank? Like, what could you possibly be doing with that? Like, are you picking fun of the chubby girl? And I share that with one of my girlfriends and she's like, what if you were their motivation? Yep. What if you were the motivation to somebody else? Yep. Where they're like, hey, girl, she's doing it. You can do it, too. It's one of those things. So it's very much perspective. It shifts everything. And I chose to do this. No one's forcing me to do this. No one's forcing me to share my personal information. There's been times, like, unfortunately, my last relationship, I hate to keep bringing back, bringing it back up, but there was a lot of like social media bullying that came with it mm -hmm. from whoever it may have been at this point. I've given up and trying to find out. Right. Um, but it was one of those things where I really did at the moment I had signed a deal with somebody to do a really cool promotion on my Instagram. And we were, it was very early on. I think I only had, you know, a couple hundred followers, but they were interested in what I was doing. And they're like, hey, we want to bring you on. It was actually an ad agency who I was working with. And they're like, hey, we think we can actually grow you into a really cool influencer. We have this company who's willing to partner up with you and do this. And it got so bad that I was like, you know what? I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm out. Like, shut it all down. I don't want to do this anymore. And, and it took a little bit. I mean, I came back to it and 
I struggle with like making sure I'm consistent with it, but I enjoy it and I'm choosing to be here. No one's forcing me to be here. I'm sure I'm choosing to be the vulnerable person that I can be as well as the little weird person that loves Halloween too much. I love that uh, vampire post of you. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Or like has a weird joke, ongoing joke with my brother about like being the devil's children. No, I'm not the devil's children. Like behind me is a wall of crosses. But it's hilarious because people take it too seriously. I have people who've wanted to save me. I have people who are like, this is really funny. Um, He's got had girls who like thought he was really like a son of the devil and wanted to like do weird stuff with that and like it's just so fun and ongoing and he's like you will not guess and I'm like oh please please stop but it's fun and that's when we get out of it and it's okay to vent it's okay to rant it's okay like it's me if you don't like it there's a little unfollow button and you go find what does suit your things and it's one of those weird things and I hate to make it political but, like, I do not get the, like, political arguing. No. If you don't like it, scroll past. Well, that's why I, I almost think part of them does. Or they like the drama. Or they, they like something I, about it. There's, you know what I mean? Like. I mean, I, I felt passionate enough where I've been part of, like, some level of arguing online. I mean, it always had been animal rights. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that <laughs> yeah. up because I'd like to, to dig into that a little bit after oh, you finish yeah. your story. You know, we're just all here to save the dolphins. Um, and I felt passionate about that, but I was never like, it was never pointed. I always believed that if you're going to change someone's opinion, you're going to change it with information and with knowledge and with education. You're not going to change your mind because I'm yelling at you. Yep. In fact, you're going to dig your heels in deeper. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where I don't get it, but we're all different and that's what makes it fun and the world go round. And without it, we wouldn't have the weird, crazy things that happen that are great and some not so great ones, right? Exactly. Well, and it's, you know, you said, you know, you are who you are and if people don't like it, they can unfollow. I find it hard to believe someone wouldn't enjoy you know, what you're sharing and, and the stuff that you write. I really do. Not to mention, you look put together all the time. And those pictures of you for the West Texas blog are fantastic. Like, thank you. Oh, I saw you and I'm like, why don't, why don't I do that? I should do that. Like, whatever. That's my own thing. But I'm like, there should be more beautiful pictures of me. Like, there are so many beautiful pictures of you. It is weird. I will tell you that I'm used to being the one who's like the hype girl for my friends. So I'm always like, okay, grab your kid and let's take the picture and post and look at me in this and getting those images for there. I have never been big on like being on the side of the camera. Like I'm always the one who's like, oh, I had a thing for work and I watch myself in the news. I'm like, oh, girl, really? Mm-hmm. But I learned to embrace it. I also learned that as much as I put time into other people, it's important to put time into myself and you know whether it's the hair or the makeup or whatever i enjoy it and i don't always look like this i don't look like this when i go to work <laughs> like i i barely we wear masks now like i i put on some mascara and we call it a day mm-hmm. it's funny because my friends from work will be like hey i love your outfit how come you don't wear that here and i was like because i come here at eight o'clock in the morning like that that's just not gonna happen here Oh, you look phenomenal in those pictures. I mean, the outfits, the heels. I mean, you were just working it. Like, like I said. Oh, I must get so hard in those heels. (laughs) Oh, I was so 
Interesting. So, oh, there we. I love that Are little. Yeah, I love that away picture of you. It's a great picture. Oh, <laughs> um, me on the phone. Yeah. Fr- one of my girlfriends took that on her cell phone. Um, sorry, you got like a weird angle. I feel like pointed you on my cleavage when I ignore that phone call. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally munched it. So across Prada Marfa, there's some railroad tracks. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I took a picture on the railroad track? But I didn't think of like what I was wearing to hike it up to the railroad track. So I made it up there. I take my pictures. I don't like any of them. Um, And then as I'm walking back, somebody's like, hey, girl, oh, my God, I can't believe you're walking down that thing on the heels. And as soon as they said it, like. One, I didn't even care that I munched it. My cell phone went face forward into the rocks. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to have no cell phone. I mean, you barely have reception out there. But I was like, I wanted to take pictures and I wanted to do stuff. And I wasn't done. And they felt so bad. They're like, I'm so sorry. I distracted you. And I was like, no, I'm the idiot walking on rocks and heels. Like, definitely my bad. But the phone was fine. It has a nice little scratch. But we all need a souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> true yeah and, and it was fine but yeah no I, it you get the like the very put together clips and people talk about this like social media is different from real life you didn't get the picture of me like super sweaty I had one arm that was like completely sunburned oh no from like riding around on the ATVs and then, like, one of those days I had a migraine and I was just, like, completely off from the world. But you don't get that. It's it, – life is a balance. And obviously we showcase a really cool stuff. But then you have some boring days. This weekend I sat on my couch with a migraine crying with my cat because she's getting old. It's, you know, like – and the doctor's like, it's – we're just going to have to, like, ease it out. But you don't talk about, like – no one thinks like my dying cat is sexy. So, and I'm also not ready to share that with, mm-hmm. you know, the masses who are like, oh, I hate cats. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you're like, that's, you that's what that. you have to say. Yeah. Thanks for adding <laughs> yeah. literally nothing. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, no, but I feel that though. Yeah. I feel that in terms of, um, you know, having certain like really specific things about your life that you have strong emotions associated with and not wanting to share that, that I totally get, but that ties into, like you said, your, uh, affinity for animal rights. So tell me about that because you are a volunteer at the Gulf coast humane society, Texas Marine mammal stranding network as well. Yes. So it started because I was going to SeaWorld for my 20th birthday. And I remember uh, at that time I was dating someone who worked in the bar industry. So like they had the super long hours and like they got home at like five o'clock in the morning and I was like packing up stuff for me to go. And it so happened that it was a documentary on TV and it was The Cove. Um, if you're going to watch it, just bring some tissues. I haven't watched it because I know it's going to get me. Yeah, it, it's hard. It is a hard one. But it, I can tell you that there's a lot of hard moments, but they're short and few in between. And you do get a lot of information out of it. And okay. it really is kind of by film in some way. So I watched it. And immediately after watching it, I was like, that's it. We're not fucking going to SeaWorld. I unpacked everything. And I was like, nope. No longer, we're going to figure out how to change this. 
And I changed from being a business major, which is honestly what I should have stuck to. But I went into uh, switch gears to study marine bio. Wow. And I just started knocking on doors. And before I decided who I wanted to volunteer for, I wanted to see what each organization was all about. And Sea Shepherd was a little high strung for me. Great at what they do, but I am not about to go through like rotten butter on a ship. I get seasick. Like it's just not realistic. Right. Yeah. Um, and I found uh, Rickleberry's Dolphin Project with Earth Island Institute in Berkeley, California. And little old me was like, hey, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? And eventually they got tired of answering my phone calls and they sent me over to uh, Mark Berman who was actually a Texas native. Those, uh, like, those delightful old people who were like, hey, you're on a cell phone. I can't hear you right. Call me back on a landline. Bye. And he helped me. We worked together on legislature. And that's what it started with. He's like, hey, I want you to help with this, with that. And then somebody called me out on Facebook and was like, well, yeah, you're helping dolphins forever, but like, what about the dolphins here? And I was like, fuck you, I can help the dolphins here too. So uh, I started looking out and it was around the time, I guess we had an oil spill. I don't think it was BP oil spill. I think it was before that. Um, and they're like, people need help. They need, they do dolphin stuff. And I was like, great. And I found the Texas Marine Mammal Stranding Network through one of my biology teachers in, um, well, I was, I guess, sophomore in college, and I reached out, and I did the training, and it was, like, probably, like, six or eight months, because they tell you, like, you, we really only need you when we have a dolphin. Other than that, there's not really much else we do, unless you're okay with, like, doing necropsies or help assisting oh. those process. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know, and I'm ready for that. Um, and I wasn't at the time, but I grew into that. And I have loved volunteering for them. When people are like, oh, you're in a tank with a dolphin. It's so cute. I'm like, no, it's friggin' miserable. Mm -hmm. Like, it's cold. It's wet. It's never at a convenient time. I spent Christmas in a tank with a dolphin and away from my family. Wow. Being cold, being tired, not having slept. Um, but when you go, go for something, you go for something. Like, yeah, I, wow. I don't have an in-between, it, and it's it's a great thing, but it's such a terrible thing in some other aspects. So I'm like, I'm doing it, and that led to sharks, and through Earth Island Institute, one of their projects that they took on was shark stewards, and they reached out to me and said, hey, we're working on some legislation for Texas to ban shark fins in Texas, so would you be able to assist us? And the Katie Jarl from the U.S. Humane Society was also heading that up, and we worked together on it. And now it's illegal for you to fin sharks in Texas. Oh, that's or so awesome. So I loved it. And through those connections at the Capitol, I got my job at Hurricane Alley. And then from there, it just kind of catapulted into me going into marketing and sales because it's what I really enjoy doing. And it's kind of gone from there. But on the marketing and the PR aspect side, I love writing. I love creating and making fun things. So this is my outlet for that. Well, I, that's a what an amazing story that that led to your getting work. Because when you work for Hurricane Alley, that was PR work, right? 
Uh, it started at sales. Okay. And then I saw what they were doing in marketing, and I was like, but but you could also do this, and you can also do that. And they have such an amazing team. So Hurricane Alley is part of Dural Properties, which CSA marketing team. So I don't know if you, I mean, through uh, Ashley Struchin, who's now a fantastic newborn photographer. Mm-hmm. Shout um, out, Ashley. She worked with a great team of guys. And in the beginning, it was really them heading most of our marketing. And then I kind of came on and they let me have a little piece. And then I learned and grew from there. So I really got to hone in. And by the end of it, like I was doing marketing and, and sales. And when I moved on to that to another water park, I, I basically did all the marketing for them. Right. Well, and like you said, I mean, you got really good at helping people generate followers and even an income um, by what you were able to do for them. Yeah. That's huge. Um, and then I was like also freelancing and friends who had like new businesses. I'd be like, hey, let me help you. See, I that's passion. Like work on something and like set it free. Like I'll get you set up and then it's yours to manage. That is huge. Like you can tell you love it. Like you found what you were supposed to do. And yeah. um, people are still trying to figure it out, you know, and the fact that you just kind of went with what you were really passionate about and that led to something else that led to something else. That's the best way for things to go down. Yeah. My mom jokes. She's like, girl, if I took you to the ballet, you wanted to be a ballerina. If you saw a doc, if I took you to the doctor, you wanted to be a nurse. If you went to Catholic school, there was a short time there where I wanted to be a nun. It's definitely not my calling, <laughs> not my thing, but, but she's like everywhere I went, you wanted to know more about it. So I, and she encouraged that. She was never like, no, you're not going to be a nun. Have you met you? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was really young. I was like eight. <laughs> Still young, like, Girl, this this looks like, like the life. Let's do this. Yeah. Like they just live here. With their friends. Yeah. Like it's like a sleepover. No. It's a little more to it, right? That's fantastic. That that's so great. But also, you had said earlier, your mom was really progressive, and so the fact oh, that she still is. yeah, that and you were so curious and wanting to learn about everything and experience everything. You know, I know, you know, at times parents can kind of be like, "No, you need to focus on the money making, whatever kind of thing." But it sounds well, to me I mean, like your mom was just <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, she let you ride out your interests you know and that that's huge so shout out to your mom because parents that let their kids kind of ride that ride for how long i i admire because it's a lot to see them yeah i mean she tried to find other things and probably my love for cocktails started there of like her gently segueing me away from not my brightest moments i remember we used to have family dinner every monday and like my extended, my uncles, my cousins, we would all pack into like our tiny apartment and my mom would make these great, delicious meals, but she's vicious in the kitchen. Ooh. Like the kitchen is her turf. And if you didn't chop the, like the carrots just the right way, they weren't going into the food. Like it was very like, so I was like, no, I'm not freaking doing it. It's your kitchen. I, to this day, if she comes in while I'm making scrambled eggs, I'm like, get out or you're going to make it. Cause it's, it's, there's no in between. <laughs> Like, it could be scrambled eggs, but I was like, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you over you want to do it or you want, you're going to let me do it. Respectfully, of course. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I sound like way more of a badass than, than it really is. But I, I remember like walking in one day and I was like, mom, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And she's like, okay, what do you want to be? And she was like, 
has this high expectations as any like traditional Hispanic mother does. And she's like, she's going to be a lawyer. She's going to be a doctor. She's going to, I don't know, free a freaking astronaut for all I know. Right. And I was like, I want to be a coyote ugly bartender because I just watched the movie and I want to throw bottles and dance at a bar. And she's like, Okay, everybody, all the girls and some guys, I'm sure, wanted to be a coyote ugly yes, employee we for sure. Bomb. Yes, after after watching the movie, absolutely, we all wanted right? to. It yes, like a freaking blast. But like, maybe that's not what you want to hear out of like your 16 year old daughter. I, I get it. And then she's like, may, may, she's like, maybe we start with like you being in charge of like making margaritas, like after family dinner, and and we'll go from there. Wow. She didn't completely shut it down. Also, why are you letting the 16-year-old... It's a Hispanic household, so we start early, right? But, like, either way. Oh, come on. Hey, making a margarita, that's a life skill. Your mom was helping you out with a life skill. It, it was not a good... I mean, it took a minute. Like, it was blended, and we took... Like, we chunked all the shit into the blender. Non, there's times where it was just not good. But it was fun, and it filled that cup for a little bit until I was like, yeah, maybe more. maybe I'm not as tall or as sexy as Tyra Banks, so maybe we should sex me, right? Ooh, be careful. Are you okay? Uh-oh. Sorry, my kid just hit his chin on the table. He's trying to jump up here. Please don't Is do he that. Okay? Uh, no, he's fine. And so, okay, and I'm glad that you brought up the cocktails because that's such an integral part of your blog that you even yeah. have a behind-the-bar cart segment mm-hmm. that I love, and you have a recurring tequila Tuesdays, which happy tequila Tuesday today. So cheers. I want to know. Oh, cheers. I owe, you a- I owe you a drink. Typically, I give y'all shots whenever we hang out or a shot. Um, unless well, you want more. We initially taught, thought this was going to be in person. So yes. I was like, I have like, I'm going to make shots and da, 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 da. I had, you know, mentally fangirled, but we'll, we'll just have to do it again. Well, the drinks again, right? Yes. Yeah, so, okay, so you just started the Behind the Bar Cart series, right? So tell me how that came to be. So everybody is at home and being, like, their own little bartenders at home, obviously, because mm-hmm. COVID. Um, I love that that's just an excuse now. We're just like, COVID. Know, know. And you know hey, we're getting real creative. Like, <laughs> yeah, and everybody was doing that, and everybody talked about the liquor industry thriving, and I'm just like, oh, well, that's a great opportunity for partnerships. And then when I reached out to, like, our local distillers, they're like, actually, yeah, the big national brands are thriving because everybody's buying booze. But you're not coming to the local distilleries. You're not getting our sales, and we're not getting people here. And I was like, okay, well, then how, how do I help? Instead of sitting here and doing a partnership with, you know, Jose Cuervo, who I love, but they already have a following. How do I help, you know, Rita Kanya, uh, local distilleries like Aerodome and Coastal Bend? And then we went from that and I was like, all right, let's partner up. Let's do some fun stuff. And I, I'm this weird person where it's a salesperson in me where I feel like I have to like give you so much and exchange so little. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hey, I'll do this for you. And this laundry list of items, and you can give me a bottle of boost for me to, like, make your drinks with. And everybody has been like, no, 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 no. This is what you're doing. You're following everything. It's so amazing. Have this and then some, right? But it's really for me to showcase local distilleries, 
people that I love working with, places that I love visiting. And yeah, we can grow into some national brands or doing other things at a later time. But so far, what I'm working with are locals. And then uh, my next one that I'll be working with is actually a Moscow. So it can't be local because they have guidelines of where it's located. Yes. But they're new to the States. And there's some great friends that I lo- I've known for a while. So as they're coming on, I'm happy to like, you know, it, it's weird. Like, I want to pay it forward. Whatever, if they grow, then I grow. And it's all mutual. Yes. So if I can support that way, I'm happy to do it. So specifically why, you know, with my down to my syrups, um, I reached out to the guys at Library and Co. And I was like, hey, you're in Austin. You're awesome. You're weird. You're crafty. These guys were all like buttoned up CEOs who left their job to start uh, like a syrup company for cocktails. It's weird. It's unheard of. It's very Austin. And I was like, let's do it. Embrace it. So that's why I enjoy it. And I mean, to this day, I'm like, mom, try this. And she's like, oh, no, I get flashbacks to those hideous margaritas. Please don't. <laughs> Okay, so she doesn't shy away from it. My family doesn't shy away from it. It's funny because, like, I get little cousins who are like, listen, I'm not old enough to drink, but when I'm old enough to drink, that looks really good, so can you make it for me? And I'm like, yeah, we'll get there when you're 21, okay? Um, uh, like, at family parties, they're like, oh, you're going to be the bartender, right? Like, you got this. So they love it, and it's fun for me. And I love recreating drinks of places that I travel to. It's weird because I'm not a souvenir person. I don't collect many mm-hmm. things. I collect uh, September issues of Vogue magazine. I love that. But that's it. Because <laughs> I, I, I was born in September, so mm-hmm. I have it going back to the year I was born. Happy belated birthday. Um, thank you. Let me... There we go. Full disclosure, it was totally like Bumble's like, you got a new match. And I'm like, no more weirdos. <laughs> uh, I love it. You're, uh, hey, you, you got to. had my fill. Hey, whatever, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to know. I'm so intrigued by that stuff. I mean, just like I, I've been matched up for a long time. So I'm just like, I missed the dating app portion right? of, of life. So I'm, I'm always curious to no, hear about that kind of stuff. You did not miss a damn thing. Uh, yeah. From some of the <laughs> things I've heard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some of the things I've heard are, mean, are just outlandish. You have good ones and you have bad ones. Yeah. I mean, we're still there because obviously there's hope of more, right? But yeah, it is what it is. But no, I love creating cocktails. I, I'm not a souvenir person. I'm not a collector person. I'm very much of a, like a purger. Like I can't hang on to something for too long. Mm-hmm. My mom's complete opposite. She like wants to keep everything, and I don't know why that. So the rebel in me is like, throw it away. Yes. You don't need it. Give it away. Yes. Find a home for it. Exactly. Um, I'm the same way. And just you know, I there being so much pieces. clutter. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be like my weird creative self. I need space to like do that in. So it's fun. Like, oh, that one cocktail that I tried when I was in New Orleans, and this like jazz club. Let's remake that. You know, it doesn't taste as good. Let's try it again. And then by the end of it, you don't know what it tastes like, right? Because you've had five. That's what's up. That's what but, I'm talking about. But what so I think it, is... It, it's fun. I mean... Go ahead. I think people get a, like, a big perspective. They're like, oh, you're partying. You're drinking all the time. Because, you know, you have the cocktail blog. And I was like, 
that picture is from like three weeks ago. Um, when I was partying and having a time right now, I'm in yoga pants, watching the notebook, eating ice cream. So come on <laughs> over and let's do that. I love it. Uh, but what I think is so yeah, neat is that uh, you had this dream of becoming a bartender specifically for coyote ugly and while you weren't working in coyote ugly you are dressed up really nice and making cocktails which i think is funny it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost put it out into the universe and it happens right um but i still get to have like a regular eight to five job and be like a respectable it fills my mom's cup in that way and I mean, we're super tight. Obviously, it's why I keep bringing her up. But it's one of those things where, like, I checked off the ticks of why you busted your ass for me to be here. I'm still um, on steering committee for Leadership Corpus Christi. I still volunteer. I give back to my community. But I still get to be my little weirdo online. And, like, you know, it's, like, in a weird way, I'm like, I'm Paris Hilton via, like, her party stage. But really, it's really not that cool. <laughs> well, did you watch that documentary on YouTube of her? I haven't. I heard it's a must. And yes. that it's unfortunately way sadder than it is exciting. Right. Well, I mean, At least that's one takeaway that I got from it. You, It's interesting because ultimately it's a persona. And I don't want to, like, tell you too much. But, I mean, the woman is a businesswoman. I'm going to watch it anyway. So you can tell me. Yeah, watch it. it. I, I recommend watching it. I think it's almost like two hours. But it's interesting to see her because, first and foremost, she's a businesswoman. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, everything else is just part of her brand. So I do recommend. Plus, it's like they still deal with, like, weird stuff that regular people deal with, even though they're so wealthy and so famous. It's wild. But yeah, check it out. Just because you brought her yeah. up, I had to bring that up. I will. Uh, no, I've been meaning to, but I go on these weird, like, Netflix binders where, like, I must finish this entire series before we move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Emily in Paris came out for Netflix. And I speak very little French. And I was like, I must watch this. She's in Paris with all the angry French people. And I love me some, like, it's such a combative culture. But in the best, most poetic way, when someone's telling you off, you're like, say it again, slower. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's great. They are kind of rude. They are. Yeah. And, but they kind of embrace it. And I've always loved the, like, very angry sounds. Not quite as angry as, like, the Germans. Mm -hmm. But but it's fun. And I was like, seriously watched the entire series this weekend and did nothing else. So Good for you. Fun, yeah, but it's a fun balance. I was like, now that I'm done with this, I can maybe segue into some Paris Hilton shenanigans. Yes, watch it. It's just a one-time watch. Um and, and yeah, I do think it's it's very eye opening. Not not what I thought okay. at all. But I mean, how could we how could we know? Right. Like we think we you know. never know what someone's going through. Exactly. And so we can access your blog via at Marisol's yeah. blog on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then there's a link to your website, which I believe is Marisol's blog dot com. Right. Yep. Yeah. And from there, you can access all of your blogs. You yes. can look at your, oh, what did you call it? You have a little section called, oh, your picks, which I thought was cool. Oh, yeah. That's so much fun. 
so it's just people are like oh where do you get this and where do you get that i'm like i got tired of like sending the links and my friends were like oh you're just too cool for it right like you just send us to your website now and i'm like no but just go find all the shit i find anyways so i have my pics there um oh i wrote uh one of my most fun blog posts to write was a holiday shopping guide where I, I thought it was super witty and it's just funny how you like think you're so amazing some days and like has no response. Oh, I feel it's you okay. there. Like it was a giant flop and I was like, I like, I thought I was going to be so cool. I was like, it has wine condoms. Okay. That is cool. Right. Like yeah. wine condoms, uh, hangover cookbook. So, like, what you should eat whenever you're hungover. And it's full of, like, stupid dad jokes. But still, that sounds amazing um, to me. I feel like most people need this book. Yeah. And I was like, and then, a like, a really cute charcuterie board that was, like, an approachable price point. Like, it was all alcohol-related items. And it ranged anywhere from, like, $10 to oh, a Brandon Maxwell, because I freaking love Brandon Maxwell, a uh, champagne bag that's, like acrylic and two thousand dollars <laughs> but like listen i got you covered whatever end of the spectrum like if you were for your buddy or for that girlfriend that like likes the really big expensive items like i love me having like my one staple high-end item and then pairing it with like a walmart t-shirt for sure you know it's, balance it's, it's what you make of it yeah. yeah it's absolutely balanced so can we look forward to another post like that this year yeah, we'll probably do another gift guide, see how it goes. Um, find some, like, fun, weird, sexy things that make people go, huh. I love freaking people out. I love, like, making you think about things. So that'll be a fun thing we can look forward to. And continuing behind the bar cart, I think I am actually booked all the way through April of next year with partnerships. Wow. Congratulations. So, so it's an ongoing thing. Tequila Tuesday has kind of taken a little bit of a hiatus. One, because I was drinking too much tequila. No such thing. <laughs> no such thing. But also because, I mean, I, I do a lot of posts where I ask my followers to be interactive and tell me, like, what, what do you want to see? And people are like, okay, we had enough tequila for a little bit. Let's do some other things. So mm -hmm. I follow what they want. I mean, I do. I'm here. I'm your little internet monkey in the best way. Yes, we enjoy watching you so much. I, uh, to me, your your posts are just so relatable and things people need to read. Your perspective is fantastic. Um, I just you can tell you're authentic, which to me I I, I gravitate toward. Um, not to mention the fact that you're giving shine to local distilleries and and uh collaborating with the locals which i'm always a fan of and um i just think you're amazing and i'm so Aww. looking forward to your next you're blog amazing. post and i want to thank you so much for being a guest tonight i just i can't wait to meet you in person so we can take a for real yeah. tequila shot but uh in you're the meantime okay. i'll i'll settle with just watching you <laughs> on social media and reading your blog so thank you so much marisol thank you so much for having me i loved it I'm such a fangirl. I can't believe I got to talk to you today. Believe it.